Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. episode number 41 and I'll be talking to Damon Frank Giancaro, the founder and CCO of Giancaro Design Creative Agency based in China and Europe. Damon has 30 years of experience in all elements of marketing and branding. As a certified and registered agency with the Chinese government, he offers corporate programs and certifications in product design, retail solutions, e-commerce, and brand communications. He is also a proud educator, mentor, and advisor, sharing his professional life experiences to students in colleges and university institutes. Damon is also in the process of launching a sustainable packaging company in the coming days. Hello, and welcome to Damien. How are you, Damien? Very well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Really excited. I'm excited to have you on the call and learn more about all this passion and drive and enthusiasm and all this motivation that you have in all areas of your life. I want to say in especially in elements that drive creative freedom, not only from the fashion world, but creative freedom of how it's impacting our beautiful planet. I know you're a real advocate for global climate change, but how do you use these creative skills and endeavors that you have developed, picked, nurtured, and really shared with the world? How did you come about to this area in your life, to who you are today? First of all, I will give kudos to my mom. She she brought my sister and I up in a very in a very mature adult way. She always spoke to us as though we were young adults um, and treated us like young adults and held us responsible for our actions as young adults. And that kind of gave us a completely different view on the world, um, in the sense that we. We thought twice before we did something and we thought twice as hard when we were thinking about something that we were going to do from a, from a point of view that we wanted to do things the right way. So I'm very grateful for the way I was brought up. My mom is my hero. She's also my best friend. Um, we speak every single day, even though we're worlds apart. Um, but in answering your question, you know, as creative people, we actually have the ability to narrate a message in unique ways that corporate people, and when I say corporate people, I'm talking about, I'm going to be a little bit stereotypical, but I don't mean it with any disrespect. Yes. Your, your corporate suit and tie, 
I have a different kind of voice to a creative person that is creating, whether it be art, I mean, I design, I do product design, I do fashion design, I also have a creative agency, so we're always thinking of creative solutions. And if you, if you look back in history, some of the most pivotal moments have come about by people, creative, by people being creative and finding creative solutions. And from a very young age, I was already alarmed at what I, was see, what I was seeing when it came to the world around us. I mean, we moved to South Africa when I was a young boy because my mom and dad wanted a good education for my sister and I. And back then, it was a very colonial, old British schooling system still is. Excellent schooling system, excellent universities. So we, we were constantly surrounded by beauty and nature and people that love, have a complete passion and love for nature. And in South Africa, I can tell you, uh, the native tribe and the native, the native populations of South Africa opened my eyes to how beautiful and how important nature and the world is. And I've always had that in my, my thinking process. And I brought that through. I mean, my first fashion, my first fashion post couture collection, I was one of the first young designers in the world was in 1994. In 1994, 1995, I did a, a collection of a, a men's haute couture collection for Porsche, Porsche South Africa, which was a Red Cross benefit. Back then, we were using natural fibers, unharmful pigments in our in our collection. So, really, back then, my mindset was really very different to my friends. We all loved the environment, and we all had a passion for a better life for ourselves and for and going forward into the future. As but like, I was always thinking to myself, even when I was in primary school, I used to say to my mom. I hope we make it until the year 2000. And she's like, of course you will, my son. So I had this inherent fear. It was almost a fear or a curiosity, you could say, that I was seeing so much going on around the world. I saw war on TV. I saw famine. Ethiopia was going through the worst famine that had ever been seen in generations. And I kept on having these feelings inside that, what, what can I do when I grow up? I hope, and I still remember this so vividly, that I wanted to live at least until the age of 2000. Because remember back then, we're talking about the late 70s, early 80s, um, I was seeing the world, there was the nuclear threat, there was the Cold War going on, there was all this, this negativity going on in the early 80s when it came to the superpowers of the world. And I was really scared as a child, and I thought, well, my mom turned me around and said to me, listen, let's refocus that, that all that time and energy that you're putting into this kind of feeling and let's look at what you want to do. And she got us involved in programs so when we were small, giving back to the community, taking part. So I've got a lot to thank to my mother for that. But then, then growing, growing up as an adult, I was constantly surrounding myself with like-minded people. So 2021, I've been nominated as a mentor again for the China Shop um, Design Awards for students and for the big corporates. They're two separate events. Wow. And my business partner and I do a lot of mentorship um, for, for brands, but also for students. And 
Jesus always asked me, how do you become successful? And I always say to them, you don't become successful. You are already successful. All you've got to do is do exactly what you would do to a new plant that you buy. Constantly feed yourself like you would feed a new plant water. Constantly feed yourself nourishing information. Read books and surround yourself around like-minded people. If you don't surround yourself around people that think the same and feel the same, you're going to slow down the process of realizing who you are. And for me, that's really important that you have the right focus and you have consistency. And consistency lends and focus lends itself to the creative process. The creative process can be all over the place, like a pinball machine. You can start off designing something. Like I'll give you an example. I'm designing a little collector's um, figurine set for Pop Mart. And they said, let your imagination run wild. <laughs> I was like, wow, do you really want that to happen? Because if you want me to let my imagination run wild, I am going to produce, <laughs> I'm going to produce figurines and stories that you've never heard of in your life before. And well and behold, when I went to the presentation last week, Monday, the mouths were just hanging open in the presentation. I said, any questions? And everyone was like, oh, where did you come from? Yeah, so I pointed upwards. And they kind of didn't get it at first. So I said, I come from up there, where we all come from, the great universe. We're social mammals. <laughs> I think we've lost we've lost touch of the fact that we're social mammals. Um, we that's why COVID was a big wake up call for the whole for, for humanity. The fact that people could not touch each other and they're doing it through plastic was still not good enough. You know, it was a nice relief. I know because my family were all stuck in the center in Italy and all around the world. I've got family all around the world, and I think although COVID's been awful and still is. And it's still going to be around for a very long time. I think it's a reset button for humanity to, to appreciate the essence of being a human being. How important it is to touch, feel, to ask someone, how are you? How do you need anything? Can I help? And also, I need help. And, and I found that through COVID and through the last year and a half, I'm finding that a lot more people are asking for help, and I think that's absolutely a fantastic thing. I think that is, it's way overdue. I think as human beings, whether you're a, a, a NASA engineer or you're a farmer or a tech person or a, an artist, we all need that sense of grounding, that anchorness, and that anchorness is emotional quota, spiritual quota, intellectual quota. If you can balance your quotas to the best of your abilities, wow. If you can't, ask. And, and if you see someone that's in distress, I always try and do the best that I can to help out. That, that, that's how we grow as, as a species. And I think that's the only way we're going to survive as, as human beings. Um, and I think this has been a really good wake-up call for me. I don't know about any other people out there, but for me, it's been a tremendous wake-up call for me. Not that I needed that much reawakening, but as it turned out to be that I actually did need to wake up and smell the coffee more deeply because I kind of lost, I lost touch a little bit being in the corporate world. You kind of, 
lose a little bit of a sense of what's going on. So it's, it's all been a good experience for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to bring it back to what do you believe about yourself and do you feel it defines who you are in how you move through the world? I am a constantly evolving, proud human being. That's what I would say if you had to ask me who I am. Um, I would like to believe that what I'm doing is having a positive impact on people. If I look back on my life, if I had to tragically die tomorrow or I had to step aside to let someone else have a chance of life, I would do so uh, moving on as a very happy human being. Um, I've done and I've done some amazing things in my life. I've achieved amazing accolades. But more so, I've enjoyed my life. I, I've got, I have no regrets. You know, you get that same old cliche question. Oh, if you had to do things over again, what would you do? I would not change anything. I really would not. If I could, I would actually just maybe just want to reach out my arms even further apart so I could grab more in. I'm like a sponge. Every time I see something new, I'm, I'm constantly gathering information. Uh, and that's, that's how I see myself. I think what your actions define what you do, and what you do defines your actions. Yes. And I also strongly believe that what you think you become. And your And your words, like I said to you earlier before we started, our little caveat in the beginning, your words, words have consequences just as much as actions. And a kind word is, it goes such a long way. What you do definitely does determine who you are and where you're going. And your actions really do speak louder than words. And your words speak even louder than your actions. It's a bit of a yin-yang, catch 21. I'm a great believer of the power of your words, your thoughts, and your actions, and how the implication of those positive and not so positive can impact not only your physiological being of how you move through the world, but impact those around you because there is then that ripple effect that happens, right? And it's up to us of how we engage with that based on the intentions, how you move through the world, connecting and really unifying, I want to say, all elements of you being from an emotional standpoint as a human being, but also mimicking that and bringing it together from a planetary perspective. Can you talk a little bit more about your intentions of bringing all of this in a holistic, organic, regenerative space? I'll start off by telling you, um, if you actually read my bio on, on, uh, in, on Clubhouse, it actually says that our creative agency, we, we actually use our skills as a regenerative process. And we implement it socially, with responsibility, 
so that we can create long-term change. And like the pebble in the, the, pebble in the pond effect, yeah. intentions, good intentions always lead down good yellow brick path road. I, I totally believe in that. And along the way, you snag people that are even lost. And you also snag people that are like-minded. So it has yes. a really constant effect. Human beings are very egocentrically based. And I don't, although I've achieved a lot in my life, I don't walk around saying, wow, I've won 50 awards in this, and I am a professional in this, and I know better than I, because you never know better than me. There's always someone that knows more. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate that. And I acknowledge it full-heartedly. You know, there's a, there's a big dystopia of misinformation about what it means to be earthbound and to be, to be thinking on a higher plane about the, the planet and spirituality and your EQ and your SQ. And I, I don't know if you've had this before, but I've had people say to me, she's just one of these social hippies. Well, actually, I will wear that. If you want to give me that badge, I will, I will add it to all the badges I have already. I will gladly accept that badge. Because like I said to you earlier on, human beings, we are social mammals. If you can't acknowledge the fact that you need to have a EQ, SQ, IQ, and I've got my own one, which is your PQ, your physical quota. Like, what is your physical space? What are you doing as a physical being on this planet? And in this life that we've been gifted, if you don't know what you're doing and or you misappropriating this beautiful gift you've been given, which is life, and you're abusing it, mm, that opens a lot of a lot of doors of conversation. But I like to also make sure that my physical quota as a human being and what I'm doing in my space relates to the planet that I try and be as much as I possibly can in my life, not disrupt the natural way of things. Because as it is, human beings are building these giant structures on the planet, skyscrapers that almost that reach the clouds, and that's actually, if you, I, I know a few of them already here in China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you think about it, that is so disruptive to the natural way of the planet. Here are, here's the predominant species, we're polluting, we're changing the climate. I am seeing climate change firsthand. This time last year, we were, as it was for the previous 12 years, I've seen a click over in one year. We had violent typhoons last year. This year, the typhoons have not come yet. The heat has not come yet. I have been, I'm enjoying an evening of, when I spoke earlier, on was 25, let's see if it drops. It's still a cool 25 degrees Celsius. Um, this time last year was just under 40, 39. So that is a huge difference. And I'm not, we had our first rain for the first two days ago. We started enjoying our first monsoon rains and they stopped the rain. Wow. So our physical quotas as human beings, you know, we're all talking about carbon footprint and what yes. depends we leave time, but we're forgetting about the space that we all consume as human beings on the planet, but also amongst each other. Yes. And this is what this is a field that I don't see many people speaking about. How human beings disrupt one another 
if they are not balanced as, as, as people. And COVID has actually shown families that it's okay to be at home with your family and to get to know your siblings and your parents on an intimate level because we've all lived in a digital age and the digital, I am really becoming a big dislike dis fan of digital. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to get allergic to everything digital. It's disconnected us like an umbilical cord from Mother Earth. We're walking around, we're not even connected to human beings. We're talking in digital languages. Not like you and I are now conversing in verbatim words, there's, there's no verbatim word in a text message. Yes, it's a verbatim text. <laughs> and I find that the physical quota, I think that's something we can all talk about and develop as, as people, and I think it needs to be discussed more. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I think the whole premise of this magnificent change that's happened in the last couple of years perhaps was a tipping point for us to regroup and reground ourselves because as much as we all work on ourselves either from an eco perspective or from an ego perspective there's always something that is available to sift out to look oh. at to oh. reflect on and to go into a space of just because it was then, it doesn't make it great. I believe very strongly that a lot of people now are looking back now and, and looking now towards the future and realizing that we are not the predominant species on this planet. Mother Earth is the predominant species. Mother Earth is the predominant alpha male on this planet. We just live by our own demise, by tinkering with nature and eating things that we shouldn't be eating. They're a dirty species. Mammals clean each other. They're constantly grooming and cleaning their environment. Excuse my language now. Animals don't necessarily shift on their doorstep, if you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. And we're actually just doing that. We're shitting on our doorstep, we're eating on our doorstep, we're socializing on our doorstep, and that doorstep happens to be planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm such a strong advocate for whether it's Seaspiracy, we had the wonderful media expert from Seaspiracy in our group, and we were the first people to talk about it on Carbile, because it just, it rattled me to my core, and still does. And I posted some new, uh, some other ones on my Instagram about sure. the white whales that are almost in extinction. And it's just bring this back again, a full circle to what I said in the previous comment, that it's because we as human beings still don't understand what physical quota means per, per person, per human being, per community, per culture, per country, per global population. We're still not understanding what our physical quota is and what the purpose is of being a human being. We meant to be caretakers as, as this really ravaging and all-encompassing species, and yet we are not doing our job. We're not doing it. We're not doing it for ourselves, and we're definitely not doing it for the planet. I completely agree with what you're saying, that there is perhaps less consideration of how 
people are moving through the world, what their day-to-day -day looks like, even from the aspect of what we talked about earlier, the intentions behind a word, a thought, and an action. So some of those might not be as fruitful and as favorable to us on the planet and how you are engaging with the planet. And yes, this may all sound very much tree-hugging kind of scenario, but I'm going to go with it because from my process of what I have learned and from, by the sounds of it, what you have learned over your experiences, this is it. This is our one gigantic opportunity to really come in unison with everything that we have and have it be very eco-friendly, not only from your mental state as an individual, but also from how you interact. What is it you're driving if you're driving? What is it you're eating? What does the packaging look like? From all those very third dimensional from those very physical aspects that we can see and touch in our world but where does that also go with we talked about intentions earlier of how the intentions behind which is an energetic form mm -hmm. so what does all that piece look like but I want to go to another question of we talked about all these other elements of your mom really directing you and supporting you in many decisions of who you've become today. What do you now feel having gone through and garnered so many beautiful experiences and opportunities in your life? What do you truly feel is your calling for who you are and how you've landed on this planet? True calling? I don't think anyone can really answer what their true calling is because life is constantly changing and evolving and so is our environment. I mean, as, as our social environment, technology has a big influence on what we do and where we go and how we behave. So my true calling on this planet is just to keep doing what I'm doing the best that I can um, and to be as best a human being as I can. And I, but, and you know, what we were talking about earlier, I'm bringing it into this answer. I, I would like to, once COVID has really relaxed, because I still cannot travel, even though traveling is speed up in China, and we've had, we are, we've been traveling and things have been back to normal here since June last year. We've been very fortunate. We stuck out of very quickly. I would love to, well, I'm going to continue with our sustainable packaging company that we've just started up and continue with the United Nations, which I'm doing. But I would actually like to, when we were talking about the physical quota, yes. we're also forgetting that there are a lot of places in the world where they did not have the opportunities that you and I have. Absolutely. There are a lot of people that are not aware of climate change. Um, there are a lot of parts in Africa, South America. There are a lot of island chains that are seeing it, but they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So through calling, I might still be able to elevate myself onto a higher plane where I would really, when, when things open up a little bit more, I would like to start getting my message, a message, 
whether it be an ecological one. The humanity message is also the eco-message. It's also about us behaving properly. It's also about us understanding the physical culture of being a human being. And if we understand what that means, we will then think about others more quickly. And before we think about ourselves, we go, hang on, wait a minute, because I've traveled throughout almost the entire African continent. I haven't been into the, to the deep, middle, to northern parts of Africa for security purposes. Um, but I've traveled to a number of African countries, and I can tell you now, from there to some really poorer Asian countries, they're not aware of what's going on. They don't know their oceans are being pillaged. They've seen different weather patterns, but a lot of them don't even have smartphones. They have basic telecommunications. And I can guarantee you, I've been in these countries, the environment and what's going on with our climate and our oceans is not on the news and it's not on the radio. Mm -hmm. So I would like to say that I would like to to better my purpose. Um, And that would be to, when things are done, commit myself more to extending the projects I have that can then branch off like brand extension have different extensions where I can then penetrate and educate, because I'm also an educator, educate people that don't know what's going on, because that's really an injustice. You know, you think about these very tiny island nations. They've seen the oceans rising. They've seen plastic washing up on their shores. And a lot of them think that that's just how the world is evolving. How no, it's not. So I would like to be able to have a higher purpose that I can get my message across to those people that are not hearing it, that are not exposed. But there are a lot of that are, are land bound. They have got no access to the ocean. They are inland countries and they don't see what's going on. And they're not feeling it properly. They're not they're not seeing the oceans rising. They're not seeing their, their shores being pillaged and their fisheries in distress. They're just living their lives in a very rural way. And that even happens in China, the rural parts of China. They don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. So that would be my higher calling to my, my place on this planet. That's beautiful. And it's, that's a really big feat, Damon. But I have zero doubt that you're going to be able to do it. I can have 100% faith. Yeah, I know I can do it. I just need, the world needs to be ready, put it that way. Because yes. I like to make a lot of noise and I'm ready. That's one thing I was taught as a kid, never be afraid. And I'm not afraid. Um, the worst that can happen to me is, you know, what's, it, what's worse than not living? It's not living. And like I told you, if something happens to me, I'll be super happy that I've had such an amazing life up until now. So I would die a very happy man. But if I could do much more than what I can right now, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm ready. I'm at that starting line and I'm ready for the gun to go. Absolutely. Yes, I can, I can feel it. I can see it from you. <laughs> and I have zero doubt that the world has to hang on to their seatbelts as Damon moves through it and brings this unity together. Um, to support individuals to truly be mindful of their 
physical quota, their emotional quota, their connection to Mother Earth and live with a greater purpose. Change happens for a beautiful reason. So Damon, I really relished, enjoy, and really look forward to all the magic that you're going to create because I know it's going to be magical with the power of your intention, the word that you have spoken so profoundly to vibrate through the world and how that's going to open, awaken, and really educate individuals of opportunities that they may have not seen and how they can really make a difference in who they are. I am honored and I am truly grateful for you to be able to take time out and have this really deep, beautiful conversation with me. So thank you so much, Dana. Thank you so very much for asking me. Um, I really appreciate it. And it, it was a wonderful chat. And I'd like to finish off with something I just wanted, I, just a quick little connotation that I've just thought of myself now. Why is you being human so important? I think we forget that. Why is it so important that we are human beings? Yeah. Um, I think we've lost touch of that. We've lost touch of the fact that we are important and what we do matters and it has a massive effect, both immediate and long term, on the planet, the environment, and each other as human beings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.